Three times. That's the start of the show. <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome. I can say that because John Oliver's on holiday right now, so I can use it. This is episode 21 of this show, and surprisingly, I have the same guest that I had on the last one, which was many, many months ago. So introduce yourself right now. I'm not a player. I just crush a lot. <laughs> I'm not a player. I'm just called one. <laughs> That's just my name. Yeah, I think, wasn't it a year ago we did that show? <laughs> Probably. I think it's a whole year. It's been a while. Yeah. How are you? I'm good. I'm alive. I'm still here. Well, that's a start. So even though this is sort of an end of year wrap up and you know I'm going to whinge about a bunch of things. Oh, I, okay. Oh, are you surprised by that? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I'm not actually. I'm sure you've got some things. Yeah, maybe. Uh, but I'm going to try and be more positive. That's my New Year's resolution. And I look, I've started early. It's not even New Year yet. I've already started. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm going to whinge. But I also do have some good things. There is some balance. It's not all well, that's screw good. the estate. So we'll see. <laughs> okay, We're going down that road. Okay. <laughs> It'll be interesting, the questions that you're going to fire at us. So let's, yeah, let's get into okay. it. Okay. So, yeah, we are... 50% of Peach and Black podcast. Mm, 50. 50%. So that's something. Yeah. We can do it. 50% <laughs> of something is better than 100% of nothing. So yeah, here we are. So, okay, end of year wrap up. The biggest thing in 2018 has to be... The only thing was piano and mic, right? Pretty much. <laughs> yes. Piano and microphone, 1983. Uh. It was released. And I can honestly say I have not listened to that thing a single time since we reviewed it, like, three months ago. Not Here's once. a question. How many of the fan base are still playing it in rotation? I wouldn't say that many. Oh, uh, no. Yeah, there's always, there's always a percentage that will, however mm. small that percentage may be. There's always a bunch of people who are like, I play it every day. Okay, that's great. Enjoy it. Have fun. But I haven't listened to it since we reviewed it, not once. Well, I think the ones that were gushing about it... I reckon even they're not playing it anymore. I said this at the time, I'll say it again. F for me, that album has zero, like, re-listening value. You're not going to keep going back to that album yeah. and hear a new thing each time you listen to it. You've heard it twice or three times, you're done. Exactly. It's not like these classic Prince tracks, you know, you can still go back and listen to When Does Cry and you might hear something that you haven't somehow heard before. But that's not happening with this. You've heard yeah, everything right. there is after a few listens and that's it. It was such a bizarre choice. It was bizarre. Have you listened to it? Maybe, what, once? <laughs> Since then? I, I, no, I streamed it on Spotify. Because like you said, once you hear it, it's, 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 that's it. I guess the most, the, the most frustrating thing for me is, is Prince was such a forward-thinking guy, always. And I think everything that's in the vault, he knew that that's for the future. And the advisors are constantly looking into the past mm -hmm. so, and specifically Purple Rain era. 
it's like, let's focus on this era, get everything, milk, everything that we can out of this era. And it's like, look look at the stuff that he was working on for the yep. future, you know? Yeah, where's that? There's stuff there. He's made the job easy for them. I don't know why they're making it so hard. So. Before I knew how useless it was going to be, I thought a possibility was that last album. Was it was it Black is the New Black? Is Was that the one? Yeah, yeah which was pretty much before Piano and Mike was the last thing he did. And I thought, you know, there's some chance that that could come out. But then obviously, you know, we realised how things were going to go and that's pretty unlikely now. Mm. But that had like, what, Mono Neon and... Um, Kirky J and... Q- I can't even remember Q? now. Yeah. I know Q was the jazz thing, wasn't it? That was MPGQ. Q, yeah, that's right. So there's yeah. another album, done. Yeah. Whatever it is, an instrumental or it's like news part two, I don't know. But it's there. It's recorded. And it's again, it's one of the last things he worked on. So why aren't we hearing that? Why are we going back to some crappy tape they found in the basement, which isn't even a good rehearsal? There's like 50 other rehearsals better than that one. It's just so frustrating that they chose that. Yeah, well, I think it's the distribution outlets, how it's splintered. I mean, there's the Warner Brothers arm of it. There's this Sony legacy thing that they've mm. announced and then there's everything post Warner Brothers. So things like that Black is New Black, I mean, Warner Brothers can't really touch that stuff. and mm. So that's probably why they they have to use that. But, I mean, there's so many other things. If they were to go back, there's so many other things that they can pick. I don't know. Even if, you know, they're digitising the vault, I mean, they'd have to be a fair way through that now. It's not like they only got up to 1982 and it's like, well, this is the best thing we've got so far. Because we know even from those first few years, there's much better stuff. It's, oh, I don't know. What do you say? They're probably not digitising it in a chronological order. They probably just take it and just do it as it, they, they get it. Who knows? Yeah. But this is the other thing that's annoyed me about the entire running of these things, is that we just don't have a clue what's happening. Yeah. Like Not like we had that much of a clue when Prince was around either, but it's different now. It is different, yeah. And we're not getting any younger and we're not all going to be here forever. So if you mm. want our money, get on with it. Well, that's like this um, Sony Legacy thing, the reissue of 3121 Musicology and Planet Earth. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, it's just a reissue. Like, I thought with the 3121 album, for example, they'd, they'd add the movie to it. Because I think the first oh, yeah. announcement, they were saying that... The first th- announcement did say there was going to be was, yeah, other tracks with it. Tracks, yep. yeah. And now it's and that, announced there's, it's, that's all gone. Yeah. Well, now that the marketing point is the purple vinyl. And it's like, yeah, that's great. But where's all the other stuff that was promised? See, this is the thing. It's, I, they're going to take two bites of the cherry. They'll release this. They'll take and then they'll release it. Yeah, yeah, they'll release it again and then go, oh, here's the same thing that we released in 2019. Mm. But this time you're getting the bonus tracks that we originally promised and all this other stuff. But, uh, and the the problem with that is people like me are going to be like, well, I'm not buying this. I'll wait until the other one comes yeah. out, which means this one doesn't sell very well, which means the other one probably gets cancelled because they're like, well, the first one didn't even sell. Yeah. It's like... Oh. <laughs> that's, that's so true. Yeah. But look, I yeah. just found the thing. This is Musicology 3121 and Planet Earth coming out on purple vinyl and CD reissues, which is good because I don't think Planet Earth even got outside what, UK newspapers, but now there's going to be a proper know. CD yeah. release, 8th of February, 2019. So it's mm. not that far away. Yeah. But also, 
in the thing it says other titles set to get the reissue treatment as part of the campaign's first phase include gold experience emancipation raven to the joy fantastic and the rainbow children so that'll be cool because rainbow children is selling for at least like 50 60 bucks for the cd on ebay yeah so to have that at a decent price that'll get some people listening to that yeah that's good and then the second phase they're saying the campaign's second phase set to begin in 2021 so I could be dead by then, but whatever. Mm. We've got the Prince album, Dirty Mind, Controversy, 99, Round the World in a Day, Sign of the Times, Love Sexy, Diamonds and Pearls, and the Symbol album. So that's all going to be re-released, probably the same, CD and vinyl. So that'll be something. See, look, that's almost a positive statement from me. So, <laughs> But see, uh, when they say re-release, are they actually going to remaster it or add things to it like what i haven't seen the remaster word anywhere it just says reissue yeah see so if you're going to reissue sign of the times without a remaster don't even bother just go back to bed that's useless well this is the thing if they're gonna if they're waiting till 2020 you've got more than a year just in that time remaster it if they haven't done this already get bernie to do all the albums ASAP, while he's still around and his ears still work and he's not deaf. Mm. Get it done. What are they waiting for? See, you know what You know what would be interesting to me is the musicology release, because if you remember the, specifically the booklet, there was all mistakes all through that, wasn't... Was there? I don't remember. Yeah. Yeah, The I think it was not bound correctly, like it was out oh. of order and... I think some of the lyrics were incorrect or something. There was something about it. So if they fixed that up and all that, I mean, that might be something. Do you think they went that far into detail or they're just like, reprint, click? Yeah, probably (laughs) reprint. Exactly the same. But so that's something positive. They're putting stuff out, but then on the other hand, again, that's not what we want. Uh, Yeah, it's, it's frustrating because it's great that they're doing it, but it's like, just take that one more step. Yeah. That's that's how I look at it. It's just just take that one more step. It's going to be just so much better. And it's not that hard, you know. That's that's why it's frustrating for me as a fan. It's like it's great. It's purple vinyl. It's great. People more people get to listen to it and all that. But it's like the actual content is just the same. Like, but there is a smart move to what they're doing by if they're going to release all those albums on purple vinyl. Like I've been cured of this problem, but. There are people who will go and collect every single album that's released on purple vinyl so they can have the whole collection up on the shelf and all the CDs, re-releases up on the shelf. They want every version from every country. That's not me anymore, thank God. But they know the estate, whoever's releasing it, they know there are people, completists, who will buy everything. Yeah. So, But it's a pretty small market that they're going for. Oh, that's true, yeah. Like, I was just saying, who are these re-releases for? Is it for Prince fans? Because most Prince fans have these albums anyway. Yeah, okay, it's on a fancy purple vinyl, it's 180 gram, okay. But it's still exactly the same music. And if the market is non-Prince fans, they're not going to drop 70 bucks on a double vinyl for someone who barely knows who Prince is just to check him out. Yeah, that's true. That's true. The 3121 vinyl up until recently was pretty hard to get. I think it was like a black labelled or black sleeve with a small sticker in the corner. What well, the musicology the one was like that. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Like I had and, that. It was on like it was on some other label. I can't remember who made it, but it was like a white label pressing or something and it was just a pretty blank thing. I still don't even know if it was an official thing or not, but that's long gone sold. Yeah. Someone bought it, but 
but like who is the market is it prince fans with empty heads and deep pockets i just don't get yeah, who they're going after yeah. where's the b-sides where's the outtakes where's the alternate versions that's what we want to hear because we haven't already heard that we've already heard the album exactly exactly but that's what they're doing so okay <laughs> yeah what else have you got for us okay this is what else happened 17th of august 2018 we got that anthology 95 to 2010 compilation 37 tracks yeah that was good and and the same day 23 albums came on the streaming services which for a lot of people they mightn't have had they mightn't have heard so that's cool. Yeah, that is good. That's all the post-Warners, like from Gold Experience all the way up to 2010. Pretty much every album. Yeah, because a lot of that stuff was out of print, yeah. So that was is Crystal Ball a part of that? Uh, yes, it is. Okay. I've got it right here. Gold Experience, Chaos and Disorder, Emancipation, Crystal Ball, The Truth, Rave Unto, Rave Into, Rainbow Children, One Night Alone Piano, One Night Alone Live... One Night Alone, The After Show, Expectation News, C-Note, Musicology, Chocolate Invasion, Slaughterhouse, 3121, Planet Earth, Indigo, Nights, Lotus Flower, MPLS Sound, 2010. Bang. With the, with the glaring omission of Karma Sutra. Oh, how could they? That wasn't included on the, with Crystal Ball? No, maybe not. How are people going to hear cuts? How are going to people hear those scissors chopping away? They're going to have to run around uh, Harlem looking for it in <laughs> record stores. Yeah, that'd be good fun. What yeah. a fun thing to do. So, that again, that, that was a good thing to do. Yeah, 23 albums post-Warner Brothers up on streaming sites, which is how, you know, all these young people listen to their music. Well, it's how I listen to my music now, only for the fact that I had an iPod pretty much with all this post-Warner Brothers content on it because you couldn't get it anywhere else. But I hate carrying a phone and an iPod, like mm. two devices everywhere. So it's just more convenient just to have one device, like, and it, obviously that's going to be the phone. Yeah. So for me to be able to stream it, it's 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 great. Oh, I just saw that this is, this came out a few weeks ago, but I just saw it like yesterday. Supposedly, Universal has acquired rights to a a bunch of Prince tracks. They're going to make a movie. It's going to be a fictitious oh, movie, not based yeah. on any sort of actual thing that happened. They're going to make like an alternate universe of Prince and like just make up a story about things that happen. So I'm guessing that could be pretty bad. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's kind of like, what are they thinking? They saw Bohemian Rhapsody and they're like, oh, oh, we can, we can do something. <laughs> we could look how much money it made. That's what we need. But, we need cash. But Bohemian Rhapsody is more like a biopic and this thing that they're talking about is more like the lines of Mamma Mia where they take mm. the music of ABBA and, and just then make up a story make make a script yeah to that it's the same sort of thing so it's going to use the music of Prince but not really feature Prince it's um so, it's, uh, it's Girl 6 part 2 <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's yeah that's true but here's all, the, here's all the Prince songs you love and a totally unrelated story done yeah <laughs> I, I mean that's Mm. Like Spike Lee just said, he heard, you know, they were making a movie or uh, yeah, someone's yeah, making yeah. a documentary and he said, whether it's Michael Jackson or Prince, who is going to be that person if that person's in the movie? How are you going to cast? Who's who's going to be Prince? Yeah, you can't. Like, it's just, I was it's thinking about this the other day. I'm like, I, th I think the best person would be one of those impersonator guys who do, you know, like the shows in Vegas and stuff because... Some of them look very similar to him. Whether they can act is a different story, but they've got the look, they've already got the clothes, and if they're doing a live stage show, they've got the moves as well, hopefully. But whether they could act is a different thing. Yeah. 
that'd be yeah i think that'd be the best choice you know if you have to choose someone to play prince in a movie you could either get someone who doesn't look like him at all and just go that's prince <laughs> which <Yeah. laughs> i don't know how you could do it well the thing that comes to mind is jamie fox doing ray charles like jamie fox is like a known actor yeah whereas if you're getting lookalikes, like you said, they might not have the acting experience or whatever. And Jamie Foxx did a really good job. Like, I don't know any of any other celebrity that could pull off doing a Prince, but... Who did that James Brown one? That that was really good too. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't like that movie because of the, the, because of the flashbacks and stuff, that, like the way it yeah. played out. I didn't mm. like that, the way yeah, they it was decided to do it that way. Yeah, it was all over the place. It was all over the place. I can't remember. But see, the difference with terrible. that James Brown, I can't remember the name of it now. Mm. But, like, they had stuff where, like, he was smacking around his woman and, like, pulling guns on people. But you but get That's the, what he did. Exactly. But you yeah. look at Bohemian Rhapsody and how many negative things were just totally ignored in that movie to, to just keep the legend of Queen alive. Yeah, that, that's what I've heard is that what actually happened in Queen and Freddie Mercury and all that isn't what was displayed in that movie. Yeah, there was a So it's kind of, of like a, a sanitised version. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There was a lot of creative license taken in like the way things happened and the people who were yeah. there or weren't there at certain times yeah and so yeah i haven't even seen it but just reading through like someone put up on twitter or youtube or somewhere and i was like there's always those things on youtube 21 things wrong with this movie i love watching those things <laughs> and i watched it about bohemian rhapsody as soon as i saw how inconsistent it was i'm like i don't even want to see that yeah because even though i've been cured of the completest problem of buying everything things still have to be right it has to be right yeah that's right now a lot of people get excited about biopics because of the subject matter but the fact of the matter is is that's just the basis of the story everything around it they just it's like you know script writers and yeah it's usually written by people that you know if there's a prince let's say there's a prince one made it'll be written by people that don't even follow prince they'll just write a story to it they've got a basic sketch outline of his life okay we're gonna put this this and this in here i don't know because it's you feel like you want to watch these biopics to learn more about a person but then it's like but how much of it is total bullshit exactly i mean i only really learned this because there was my uncle was part of a natural disaster he was killed in the um threadbow disaster uh-huh. And they did this documentary called Heroes Mountain. When was that? It was like late 90s? 1997. Yeah. And they did this TV miniseries. Stuart Diver. Stuart Diver and yeah. Craig McLaughlin and all this sort of stuff. And they just portrayed my uncle as like a alcoholic simpleton. And he, mm. he wasn't an alcoholic. He was a very smart guy. And they just created this. And it's like myself and my family watching this it's like what the fuck is this like yeah and we were so pissed off we called up the um the production company well first we called it was on channel 10 my mum called up channel 10 and complained and they were like oh well it was not made by us we just broadcast it was made by the production Uh, company call them we can't be held responsible for things that we just showed yeah oh they're more than happy to claim it when it wins logies and shit like that but they palmed that one off and then they, the production company were like, well, we're sorry, but they weren't genuine about it. And so, like, ever mm. since then, it's like, well, if this is the way they display people that you know, you know, how are they displaying people that you don't know? So when I look mm. at these biopics, like, 
people get excited, oh, Jimi Hendrix and all this sort of stuff. And it's like, yeah, but how much of the story are you getting that's factual, you know? That's the thing. Why even bother? Why even bother making this movie when you can just put out like a, put out an act one show? <laughs> just do that. That's, yeah. all you, that's all you're going to do. Exactly. Yeah. Why even bother spending all this money when all that crap is sitting in the vault right now? Well, it's... They were pulling out these shows, those Paisley Park After Dark yep. things on a Friday night, just put it on projector. Yep. I mean, they've got tons of it. They can throw bits and pieces out. I, th- I just see 2019 being a repeat of previous years, you know, something around April time, something around June. You know, we'll get something, but then, you know, it'll fizzle out to... Isn't that... um Nothing. That, that, uh, that's supposed to be the new title album. Is that That's next year, right? Well, there was talk of that. That's gone really quiet. I think that's supposed to be February. So, yeah, maybe. See what happens. That'd, that'd be actually really good because even though they haven't released details of it, it's implying that it's all Unreleased. new material. Yeah. Yeah. It could be Black is a New Black. It could be Phase 3. It could be Piano and a Microphone be, yeah. Live. Who knows what it could be? Yeah. So that's something, at least. It gets released and it does well because then it'll kick the others into going, well... Wow, you know. Yeah, that's the thing. When they actually do release something, we have to buy it. Yeah. As opposed yeah, to exactly. them putting out Piano and Mike 83, rehearsal cassette tape from the dungy basement. Yeah. Don't buy that. Yeah, well, I buy said the stuff, that in the... Well, even though that technically was unreleased, buy stuff that we haven't heard. I want to buy stuff I haven't heard before. Exactly, yeah. So, yeah, it's my fault. I listened to it unofficially before it was released, so therefore it wasn't new to me. It was new to a bunch of other people. They like it. That's great. But how about just pleasing everyone and really something yeah. that no one's heard? That's that exactly. simple. Exactly. That was my thought process that, you know, you release an already released bootleg. There's going to be, let's say, 50% that have heard it and 50% that haven't heard it. So half are satisfied and the other half are unsatisfied. But if you release something that nobody's heard, then you're going to get 100% of people satisfied because no one's heard of it. Not just that. <laughs> profit. You release something yeah. that 50% of people have heard, you've just lost 50% of your profit straight away because they're not going to buy it because they've already heard it. And they've probably got it in better quality than what you're going to release it in anyway. Well, it shouldn't be that way, but it seems like it's happening yeah. that way. Anyway, we're, we're having fun. We are. Okay, look, here we go. Positive. New single and album from Donna Grantis. And I just listened to these. she got two new tracks out. Trashformer and Violetta. Violetta. Trashformer. That's a great yes, title. It's a cool name, isn't it? Yeah. I listened to them before the show. I think they're both all instrumental. And they're, okay. as soon as you hear it, you can hear... It's similar to Third Eye Girl sound. Okay. It's just sort of that instrumental rock stuff that they were doing. Yeah. And it's pretty good. And the album, which is coming out sometime early 2019, Diamonds and Dynamite. And I thought, thought, is that a play on Diamonds and Pearls? But instead of being all soft and nice pearls, it's like, no, there's diamonds. And then we're going to blow shit up (laughs) with dynamite. It's a really cool name. (laughs) Bang. Literally. (laughs) It's a cool name for an album. Yeah, it is. That is good. But it's on that Spotify. Go and listen to those yeah, Trashformer and Violetta. Okay. Yeah, I'll have to check that out because I've seen, I've seen like social media posts and all that, but I haven't really heard any of the music. So neither did I until today. I'm like, no, I'm starting positive today. I'm gonna <laughs> not be all negative. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's good. And um, interestingly, it's a collaboration with Donna and Mike McCready from Pearl Jam. And if you remember, yeah. Third Eye Girl used to play Even Flow with Prince. 
So yeah, it's interesting right. how that all came together. I'm guessing she really likes Pearl Jam and eventually she got to work with some of those guys. So that's cool. So maybe Donna introduced that song. Pearl Jam Not to Prince. I'm pretty sure that's the way it went. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe Prince kind of asked each member of the group, like, what do you Give me a dig? song. Because, yeah. because remember they did that Christian song? What was it called? What If? Yeah, What If. So maybe that's that was, from that like was Hannah. Hannah or something. Yeah. yeah. So maybe he asked for their input, like, give us a song to work on. Yeah. So maybe they did even flow. It was a good version. Yeah, that's did interesting. Too. Yeah. So that's Donna. Look, the positivity from me. How amazing. <laughs> and then you've got Ida. Ida Nielsen. Oh, yeah, she's doing a tour she's of do- Europe, she's, a little one. She's doing one, or it might be f- close to finishing, but she has a new album, 1st of January, 2019. That's days away. Yeah. The album cover by Blue Lay, by Clementine. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a right. really cool yeah. cover. Yeah. Uh, I think she has sold the album at some of her shows lately, but official release is 1st of January. It's called okay. Time to Stop Worrying, and then in brackets, about the weird stuff. So another, <laughs> another cool title. <laughs> Yeah, that is good. Uh, Ida's good. She's good. got some good stuff. Yeah. And she'll come back to Australia one day, won't you, Ida? Eat a bass. Yeah. God, I still think that's hilarious. <laughs> She's going to eat a bass. <laughs> oh, yeah, hilarious. Wasn't that? That was in the first Third Eye Girl show, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. I think Prince so. said something introducing the band, and he's like, oh, you know, Ida, she's going to eat a bass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good stuff. <laughs> What um, else we got? We got Sheila E. She's still out there doing shows. She just happy, happy birthday, birthday like yeah. a week, not that long ago. Yeah, a couple of weeks ago. She's still out. She's still going. Come, she can come back to Australia anytime. I'll I'll go to that. Yeah, she's great. And look, here's something I I know you've got something to say about. Uh, We've got the new power generation, the, uh, the original no, 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 MPG no. as they're don't called, go down this road. to play shows. <laughs> still playing shows around. They've got some New York shows coming up very soon I think and um, some early next year now you pointed out to me this not that long ago and that's that slowly one by one we're losing actual original NPG members and I'm worried and I think you're worried eventually there won't be any original band members left like I understand over time over time I understand, of course, some of them have other jobs and their own career and they've got things to do but if you've got say nine people in a band and then you're down to only two or three original members. I'm not sure how likely, you know, I'd be to go and see that band. Yeah. It's um, like when they came to Australia, that was good. We had a good percentage of original members in there. Of course, Mackenzie well, was there. You need like a lead, lead guy, lead singer up there. But there were a lot of either original MPG members or people who had played with Prince in the past or very close to. But I looked at the latest lineup of some of these new shows and, like, half the guys, I don't even know who they are. <laughs> like, I see Tony there. I see a couple of guys that I know. Yeah. And I'm like, who's that? Who's that? Who's that? Like, half the guys, I'm like, I don't even know who these people are. Mm. Well, my, my concern is, I mean, I'm just going to say the words, what am I going to say? Is it, is it Tower of Power? Don't they have, like, one original member left or something, but they're still going around? Uh, Tower uh, of Power. Earth, Wind of Fire. Yeah. Village people. Um, Have they got any original members left? Maybe the maybe one or something. Yeah, Little River Band. Oh yeah. Uh, well, John Farnham's not in LRB anymore, so who cares what they're doing? <laughs> no, but the thing is, is the original members can't even tour under their own name. Oh, just like the time and the family. That sounds familiar. No, but in the <laughs> sense that I know other guys bought the name and they can't. Other, use other it now. guys, other guys came in. 
Yeah. And, and now the original members can't even tour under their own name and it's a big mess. Is it a BGB, so, Bertels, Beeb and whatever their names are? Uh, I can't remember. The Gobel. Angels. Graham Gobel. The, uh, yeah, the Angels are the same. I mean, Doc Neeson had to tour under Doc Neeson's Angels when yeah. he was still alive. But, I mean, he was the lead singer of that band. He couldn't even use the name The Angels. And it's all because of, I'm not going to say infighting, because I don't want to go down that road of probably what isn't happening in that band at the moment. But it's just concerning to me that you can get to a point where, like you say, original members are kind of outnumbered and then the uh, non-original members start calling shots and you know taking ownership of things and it just gets very messy so i'm not a big fan of that sort of yeah. stuff i really want to support it but then it's like you know i don't want to see the original guys you know like the temptations and stuff you can go to a show in the states it's like oh my god i'm seeing the temptations and the, you get up there i think there was did you hear that story there's a guy from the temptations he was like the original member of the temptations and he was in the audience of this group that was performing up on stage. Under that name. Of, yeah, there was no original members. And then they did a signing after the show. Uh-huh. And he goes up. <laughs> I can't remember the guy's name from The Temptations. But and he's he like, do you want me to up. sign that for you? <laughs> yeah, and the guy, the guy's signing it. He's looking at him and he looks, because he got him to sign, I think, an album with his, his own face on it. Oh, wow. So he's looking at the cover with his face and looking at the dude and he's it's starting to click that (laughs) and they they got the hell out of there yeah and it's like out the door yeah and i think going back to little river band i think there was an instance where jimmy fallon booked them for his show uh the tonight show but then he realized that (laughs) the group wasn't the original group so Mm -hmm. he quickly canceled it because he thought that he was actually getting the group it's just yeah there's that confusion there and, and, and there was another example that I was watching TV and there was Earth, Wind and Fire at Montreux Jazz Festival. It's like awesome. Earth, Wind and Fire. And I'm looking at him going. Who's you know, that? Who's that? Where's, where's Verdine? <laughs> Verdine's not there. And where's uh, Ralph? And Ralph's not there. And it's where's Philip Bailey? Philip Bailey's Who is there? And I'm looking at it. There's no. I think the only original member was the guitarist or something. And the guitarist has just taken the band's name and he tours under Earth, Wind & Fire, but all the other band members. So I think there's two Earth, Wind & Fires touring, like the ones with Verdine and Ralph and Philip Bailey and all that, and the one in this other version. So It's it's a weird thing the way yeah those sort of laws go. But then again, if, you're, if you just say you were an original member of one of these bands and you didn't want to be performing anymore, but by letting these other guys go out using the name and used to get a check coming in every month, I wouldn't say no. But then there is that sort of like, are people being deceived by this name and no one original in the band anymore and I'm sitting here getting money? But then if you get money, you're like, eh, okay. (laughs) But that's if you get money. I mean, some of these band arguments, Yeah. well, this is the thing. Some of them are like, we want to tour under the name and they can't even do it. So it's like, well, what do they get? Well, the biggest... One for that is Brian Wilson and the Beach Boys. Yeah. At, at some point, Brian had a fair few amount of drugs and Mike Love decided to take somehow he got he copyrighted the name or whatever he did to get control of the, the Beach Boys name. And Brian Wilson, who wrote pretty much everything, can't even tour under that name anymore because yeah. the other guy owns it. And he's out touring with, you know, I think two original members. Brian Wilson tours under, you know, Brian Wilson. But he's actually got more original members in his band than 
the actual yeah. Beach Boys official Boys. touring yeah. named us. It's just ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, that's that's a concern for me where if I'm going to a show... I thought you were going to say, when you leave the Peach and Blake podcast, they're going to just replace you and <laughs> no one's even going to know. <laughs> <laughs> that could happen. And you're not going to get a check coming in. <laughs> no, nothing. <laughs> yeah, there's a concern. If you're going to a concert and it's billed as, you know, this is the band, this is the actual band that played with this artist or whatever, there's kind of an expectation that that's what I'm going to see. You yeah, could be think, sitting there and there could be like, it, there only has to be one original dude, you know, everyone else. It's just like never played with the person, you know. Yeah. What are you going to do? Yeah. Like if someone can convince Sonny T to come back with NPG to Australia, I don't care if he is the only original member, I'm going to see that show. Oh, yeah. I'd like to see him. We'd see him. We'd meet him. We, we'd have some fun. But still. But like, it, let's lo- let's use that example. If he comes out with a, just a different band, I don't want to be labelled as MPG. Yeah, I want it named as the Sunny Thompson the Sunny Trio Experience. Or, yeah, or something like that. That's what I want. You connect it with something else. It's just a marketing thing, but you know, it's not a true to the essence thing. Yeah, like if you if you buy tickets to see, say, like anything, just say it was the Beach Boys. Yes, technically. By law, by the legal ownership of the name, you are going to see the Beach Boys, but you're not actually going to see the guys that were there 40 years ago. Yeah. And that's what a lot of people could be expecting. And then you get up there and you're like, well, I know him and the other 16, I don't have a clue. Yeah. Who's he? He looks like he's 12. I don't even know who that guy is. Is he someone's kid? I don't know. Why is he on the stage? It's just confusing. Yeah. I mean, there's very rare instances where it works, like um, ACDC, when Bon Scott gone. Oh, how, but how lucky were they to get... They were very... That's like a oh. struck of like... Uh, Who was know, it, Brian? Brian Johnson? Yeah. How lucky I were mean, they, they to replace someone, you know? Oh, that's yeah. unbelievable. Like, no yeah, other they, band that I can think of has done it like exactly. that. Exactly. But then you've got people like In Excess. Like, you know, you can't replace Michael Hutchins no. because he was so charismatic, you know? And you get these... You know, they do a reality show and they pick a, a winner. I think the dude's name was JD Fortune or something. Yep. You know, and then and he was living in his van. Yeah, he's living in his van. But I think he actually went into the band and started calling the shots. And I think in excess were like, Hang on. who do you think you are? <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it's just like, you know, if I was in excess, like, yeah, get somebody new in, but don't use the name in excess because that's kind of like not what it is anymore kind of thing. And Call yourself just know. like all these cover bands, like it's the in excess experience. Hmm. Yeah. Like there's, I think one of the, I don't know if it's in Vegas or somewhere, but there's like the Prince experience and like that's fine because you know what it is. Yeah. Like what's the one that Dr. Fink's in? Yeah, the Purple Experience, or so, I can't remember the name. Like yeah. And, you know, it, it's not saying, you know, this is Prince's band. That's it's right. It's like, yeah, they've got Dr. Fink, and he was a big part of the original band, but they're not saying this is the original Prince band. That's right, yeah. They're like, this is the something experience, Dr. Fink, starring Dr. Fink and other people, whatever their names are. That's fine. I, I just, I, I don't want to be negative about it. I just have concern about it. That I'm just concerned that because each time I look at the band, every time they do a gig, it's like, well, now who's that dude? I'm looking at the poster and it's like, yeah. there's another guy there, but I don't, I don't even know who this this guy is. Mm. Like, you know, and I'm just worried that down the track, it's just going to kind of revolve into. We've got this new dude now, and that new dude goes, oh, I've got a mate that plays guitar, 
you know, because yeah, let's bring him uh, in. Levi can't make it to this gig, but I've got. I know a dude down the street that I've worked with. He's really good. Let's get him in for this this tour. Then they get him in, and he might be really good. He might be really good, but he's but not then, the NPG. <laughs> correct. And then you know, um, Sunny T might be busy with something. Oh, we don't have a bass player. Oh, Mono Neon's busy as well. Oh, that's okay because my cousin, my cousin's yeah. daughter. Yeah, the guy that they got in to replace Levi knows somebody that's, you know, down the street. And then and this band becomes, you know, it spawns into just something totally different. But you know where that'll fail is once that gets to like, well, I think it could be almost close to a now. Once it's like 75% not original band members, most fans are going to stop going to that show because yeah. they know who the people are or who they're supposed to be seeing and they're not there. So yeah. you're going to lo- you're losing that money right there. But then the other side is you're going to get new people coming going, oh, I'm going to see Prince's band. And then they see like one or two out of nine people, but they don't know who these people are. They're just like, okay, that show was okay, but I thought Prince's band would have been better than that. Mm. Who are these guys? Yeah. So then, you know, in both sides, you're like damaging the name. Yeah. But that's up up to, I don't don't know who it's up to. It's up to the NPG. It's up to to Jill. It's up to QQ Enterprises or whoever's running it now. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I'd like to support it. Well, we did. We all went to the show. We went and saw them. Mm. They came to Australia. We went to the show. Yeah. Nothing compares to Prince came to Australia. I went to the show. Hmm. But yeah, the less and less original members that end up being in these bands. That's that's actually a good thing that you brought up there. Nothing compares to Prince. It's not it's not saying we're the revolution or we're the mm. new power generation. Like you said, it's like the name the Prince experience. Nothing compares to Prince. You know, it doesn't really promise yeah, it's the people, people that knew. have worked. People with. knew what they were seeing mm. when they went to that show. Because yeah, they, they yeah. build it properly. They're like this band is made up of of people who work with Prince at all different points in his career. That's the band. You know, yeah. they're not saying this is the NPG. This is the revolution. Yeah. This is the right goal. <laughs> they're not doing that. They, they build that correctly. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I just really hope that the original band members can... I mean, I know they're all busy and they all do things at different times, but if they can just keep it more consistent, I think that would be better for everybody yeah. in the long run. Like, I know, I think Michael B's already said that he just cannot... He's got his own commitments, his own. He's got his own thing going on. With he can't be running song, around yeah. doing a bunch of shows in Europe, which is sad for the people who want to see him. But I get it. He's got his own thing. Like, yeah. he's he's done with this. Yeah, he And is, that's yeah. fine. Well, yeah. Like, I think he did a few shows when he could, but I'm sure I read something not that long ago. He said, look, I just can't make this work anymore yeah. with my own commitments and then trying to do this at the same time. Yeah. He's moved on and that's fine. Yeah. Well, let's see, there's also, too, there's this talk there's going to be another MPG album. I feel the same way oh, about yeah, that yeah. as, as the, the concerts. So long as you get the artists, yep. original artists, you know, if you're going to have blow-ins coming in and doing, you know, as good as whoever they bring in, that's fine, but don't call it an MPG album, you know. Even if they can't, that's the beauty of doing a studio album. They don't even have to be all there at the same time. Yeah. They don't even have to be in the same studio. If they can all just make it work. Yeah, the scheduling. The original numbers. The scheduling's yeah. a lot less of an issue on studio stuff than it is for like, there's a live show on this date at this time, everyone's got to be there. Studio that's stuff, right. everyone can just record their parts as long as they get the drums done first and some bass. Everyone else can just add their stuff when they can, which is yeah. fine. If they could record it live in a studio altogether, that'd be great. You know, you'd hear that difference in the sound, but I'll take the other way as, as well. Yeah. If that's all they can manage. Okay. Yeah, we'll see. Enough of that. 
we talked to this guy, Dwayne Tudal, and his book hey, with a really long title, which I can never remember exactly what it is. The book is called Prince and the Purple Rain Era Studio Sessions 1983 and 1984. Now, there's a, new, a re-release because he's got extra information he discovered since the original pressing. This is the expanded edition. It's available in paperback and, of course, digital, like everything. And the you can get it for the Kindle. It's like 10 bucks something. Yeah. So I would say buy that. Yeah, that, definitely. That's a great read. I still haven't read it all, but every time I read it, I'm, the information in there is just it just blows your head off. Yeah, well, there was a lot of people going, oh, an expanded edition. Why they just including the first one? And it's like, well, because the information wasn't there in the first one. Exactly. You find So ex- the book came out and everyone's reading it. It's like, oh, yeah, I, you know, there was someone that worked with Prince. Oh, yeah, I remember, you know, it jogs their memory and they contact Dwayne and say, oh, you know, I've got this piece of information. Mm. So then, you know, things get corrected and expanded and you get a better version. So And it even has the Peach and Black podcast mentioned in it. So, you know, it's a quality... <laughs> publication right there yes. <laughs> it's got our yeah, name we, in it so it's we okay made it to the credits thank you Dwayne. Yeah. <laughs> oh do we do we want to start on the estate <laughs> we've we've done a bit but uh, they just I announced would, they're I'll, selling those npg jerseys for 199 us dollars that's that's deep. insane to me yeah because i'm sure i bought mine for about 40 bucks like directly from paisley park no true that was like deep. 17 years ago but mm. still that's a lot of money. I really want one of them, but I wouldn't pay 200 for it. Well, 200 yeah. US, so you're looking almost 300 Australian. It's just, yeah. that's a lot of money. It is, yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, they've got to do what they've got to do, but if they want to uh, churn out the money, just drop it a bit, you know, because there's a serious markup. But yeah, there's a serious markup on that. If they want money, just chuck a bunch of unreleased tracks on a, a streaming site, which has very, very low overhead. Yeah, and yeah. instant money, pay per track. Here's a dollar a track, bang, done. You got a dollar. Mm. It might cost three cents to keep it on a streaming site and you made a dollar. That's one person. Yeah, Tell exactly. me they can't make money doing that. <laughs> it's like they've released every possible retail item that exists except for the damn music that we want. Well, hopefully in 2019 they'll, they'll consider Well, if we, the new title album should be something unheard, hopefully. Yeah. But it's just like everything they do is just like... That's not what I want. But that's the spoiled Prince fan. That's fine. Yeah. That's what you say. Oh, well, like, for me personally, if in 2019 they release something that I've never even heard of, then I'm going to be really happy. If they release something that I just go, really, you're <laughs> going to release that? Like, I'm just going to be so disappointed. And that's the thing, like, it diminishes the fan base. You know, if you piss them off too much, they're, yep. they're not going to hang around. No. They're just going to go, well, I'm not going to get anything. I'm going to move on to something else. It's that, like That's if we don't die first. Exactly. Like, keep your fan base. Like, I get they're looking at, you know, obviously they're looking at a market roughly 40 plus for the majority of Prince fans, I'd say. Yes. So, yes, we might have good jobs. We might have disposable income more than a 16-year-old at, at, at McDonald's, Burger King. KFC. <laughs> yes, we might have some money. Carl's Jr. Carl's Jr. <laughs> Pizza Hut. Domino's. <laughs> All my favourite places. But we don't want a $200 jersey. Yeah. Prince wasn't like a... Prince wasn't Nike. We're not, yeah. we're not here for Prince because of the great shirt that he had. We're here for the music. That's what they need to understand. Yeah. We're not here for every peripheral thing that they can think of except the music. Yeah. 
Well, another another downfall of their operations is they don't do the international shipping. I don't think they've sorted oh. that out yet. So, like, even if there was stuff to, that you could buy that you want to buy or whatever, you can't really get it outside the US. That's, but that's why the streaming is the ideal thing. Yeah. Get tracks on a website. Everyone in the world can throw money at you. Yeah. But they just, yeah. you know, there's probably legal issues, but all that stuff. We don't, Again, we don't know because no one's saying anything. No one's yeah. saying why they're not doing things. When that's the one question everyone is asking is like, why aren't you releasing unreleased music? And But they're not answering that. They're just like, but look over here at this shiny thing we're selling. Yeah. It's like, I don't care. That's true. I don't <laughs> care. True. Oh, look, purple vinyl of an album you've already got 20 years ago. Okay, great. Wow. Hi. Well, that's a, that's a thing like the Netflix thing. It's like, we're going to do this thing with Netflix. And oh, some documentary. Yeah. And it's like, that's great. But when's it going to get released? Like all it, they do these massive articles, yeah, and it hypes everybody up, and everyone gets excited. And Ava it's like, Duvernay is going to do a thing, and I'm like, I don't even know who that is, and you're not <laughs> telling me when it's coming out. So, well, that's the thing. What, that's the what most are you frustrating me? thing is like there's no release date anywhere in the article, and it's like this sounds fantastic, but like <laughs> you know, if you're going to do an article, this has to be a point to it, and it's like. Okay, you're announcing that there's this Netflix thing, but when is it? Mm. It could be it could be in a year, it could be next week, it could be five years' time. <laughs> Who knows? But it's like if you're not going to put the date, then everyone gets excited for nothing. And I think I, I've just seen actually this week on Facebook, that article is doing the rounds again. And if you look at the actual article, it's dated back in October. Yeah. So people are getting in a frenzy again. They're like, oh, this is great. This it's is coming, be on Netflix. it's coming. Yeah, and it's like, this is an old article, like... Read the date of the article because that's the first thing I do when I see these things. Yeah. I look at the the date first, and yeah, it's just from back in October, and it's like, no, this is the same as the original article, and in that article, there's no release date. Mm. So, talking about the estate, the, the one thing that they have totally, you know, kept up the Prince legacy is with the lawsuits. They're all over it with the lawsuits. They're like suing everyone they can. But yeah, again, do you, to, do, you, do you want to go down that road? Just. Because they might, they might look at our direction if you can. <laughs> no one's listening to this show. Who cares? They're very happy with um, obtaining cash by litigation instead of making money out of the music they already have. That's what it seems like. But look, there's two things. There's two big things. One is Ian Boxall. That thing went yeah. to court. It went through all the courts. He ended up, he has to pay almost $4 million. That's nuts. To the estate. $3 million for the music alleged loss of whatever. And the rest is like court costs, almost $900,000. You know, this guy, it was only legally available for like a few days. He probably only made 10 grand, if that. And now he's got to pay $4 million. Like this guy's got $4 million. That's true. But on the other hand, they do have a point. I mean, he released it without, like off the back of his, like he, he doesn't own that material. He has possession of it. He that's, doesn't own it. Well, that's the argument. He says, whether anyone believes it or not, this guy said that, there was some agreement that we both owned these tracks, which, again, hard to believe, but that's what he, that was his claim, where his claim that he owned it was. He's like, well, two of us owned this, and then Prince is gone, so now I own it. Yeah, but it doesn't work like that. But then, yeah, that, but then the estate's like, well, no, but we're here now, so we take ownership of that half, and yeah. you still released it without our permission. So I just think $4 million is a bit ridiculous. But wasn't there, there was some sort of talk. Uh, allegedly. Let's just say allegedly for that entire conversation. Yeah. But wasn't there some sort of talk that the estate were, were aware of 
his recordings or yes. something and they're going to use yes. it in a reality show or something. I remember that. I remember yeah. seeing that the estate said that they were aware of it. Mm. But it wasn't until he actually he just, sold yeah, it, he just did it, then they had own. a problem with it. Yeah. Even though they knew that it was going to happen. Yeah. It's all bizarre. But then, look, the other thing, you've got this guy in Minneapolis who made Prince's Cloud guitars. Uh, yeah. Yes, is... he based it on another guitar, but he created this guitar for Prince. And, and he trademarked. Yes. He Although he did only do that in recently. recent history, yeah. he, he still did, did it. it. Yeah. The guy who created the original cloud bass, which you can see in the My Name is Prince video and I think I Want to Be Your Lover, I think, that original bass version was made by a company, made by a guy. That company hasn't existed for more than 40 years. No one around even exists from that era. So there's no one to claim a copyright for that. And then is it David Rusan? Is that his name? It's something like that, yeah. So... It was said that the estate asked him to... And this is a fair while after he trademarked it. Like, he trademarked it, I think, about a year ago. The estate just came to him very recently and said, can you stop selling these guitars, which you own the copyright for? <laughs> which I find mm. ridiculous, because they want to sell their own cheap knockoffs and he sells actual, the same quality of guitar that Prince was having made for him. They want to sell these Schecter, Schecter, whatever they're called. Cheapo $1,500 things with shitty pickups and they probably got a whammy bar on the damn thing. That's how rubbish it is. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, no, I'm, I own this. And so now, again, they're going to go after the little guy who's got no money. Oh, you might have some money, but still. They're the Wait, ones with that... all the fancy lawyers and all the money. And again, just like when Prince was here, they're going after the little guy, which is bullshit. Here's, but here's the thing. How come the guy that makes it, what's his name? I think David. it's David Roussan. Yeah. How come he's not going after Schechter for selling his design? There must have been some deal. There must, yeah. Previously, which allowed them to make it. Mm. But then since he trademarked the design, I'm guessing they haven't been able to make them anymore because the estate was selling them about a year ago and then at some point they stopped. So I'm guessing that's, they might have been able to sell their existing stock, but maybe no more could have been made by Schechter because now this guy owns the copyright. Yeah. That's just a guess, but who knows? But again, they're trying to... They said, can you stop making this or we're, you know, we'll probably have to sue you. It's like, go for it. Here's my <laughs> legal bit of paper. You can just shove it. <laughs> That's what he should be doing. Mm. Anyway. Well, the estate should team up with him. Exactly. They should, do a they deal do with a deal. Him. Yeah, exactly. Do a deal. But that's, you know, that's the logical way. That's not, that's not how they think. We'll sell them through the Prince Estate website. We'll sell them for a thousand bucks, let's say. We sell it for a thousand and you get, you know, 50% and we make the other 50 or, or think, something like that. I don't know. I think that, you know, his actual ones that he makes are like the full quality version. All the parts that Prince had yeah. put in, like yes. these EMG pickups, which are, they're not cheap. You know, that's no. why these guitars sell for up to like eight grand, ten grand, because they yeah. are, they're worth that money, the stuff that's in them, the the quality of it, and not these made-in-a-factory Schecter ones with the cheapest crap you can get put in. Well, remember, I think... Allegedly. A couple of years ago or something, there was a an auction, and it was a cloud guitar sold for $600,000 or some some ridiculous amount. It was one of those Schecters. It was just a copy. It wasn't uh, even like... Oh, yeah, yeah. 
And like this guy boasted about how he spent all this money on a on a Prince guitar, and it was like, and like the next day, everyone's like, um, actually, that's not even. Yeah, and he was he was spewing about it apparently. Because I remember back in when MPG Music Club was around, you could buy the Schecter guitars yeah, straight could. through there for about I think a thousand bucks or fifteen hundred bucks. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, but again, they were the the cheaper versions. They're not high quality machines. Yeah, you know, real decent guitars cost cost some money. But anyway, that's that's that guy. So I really hope they either do a deal with him to allow them to make them. But it might be a quality thing to hit to him. He's like, I don't oh, want yeah. anyone making cheapo copies of this guitar, which I own the name, the copyright for, the trademark. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, that's it's the same thing like Prince. Oh, I don't want your new album to be called The Time because I've got nothing to do with it. I can't say that that's my yeah. quality work. That's someone yeah. else's work. I don't want to be, you're not putting my name on it. I'm not responsible for that. It's the yeah. same thing, really. It is, yeah. But legal, legal stuff, good old fun. Mm. Okay, here, here's something good that the estate have done. YouTube, YouTube videos. They've yeah, been that's putting really up good. Every, sometimes there's a big gap in between them, but every now and then they put up two or three videos. Uh, some of them aren't in the best quality. I actually yeah, have I some in higher quality than what they're putting up, but um, it's good the that they're putting The last bunch was like 480. 360. 360. Oh, God. Wow. And then I look what I've got. I've got them in 480. So, like, again, I've got better quality stuff than what the estate's putting out. It just blows my mind. Who is running mm. that show? It's mm. it's great. Look, it's great they're putting it up. People are seeing Chocolate Box, you know. People are, might maybe never seen that video. That's great. People at Crimson yeah. and Clover. Wow. But a lot of it I've seen yeah. in better quality. Well, it, they were starting to put them out in chronological order. And then, I don't know, something and weird happened. And they just happened. stopped. Yeah, because like Peach isn't up there, and yes. it's like, how did you miss that? Yeah, <laughs> and then there was um, the one you want to see, which has never been released. It was doing like yeah, the underground circles, it was out like there. circles. It was out there, but it was never released, and so that came up, and it's like that's this is great. Like you're doing something really good. So it, it's great. It's just uneven. It's like put out put out the unreleased stuff, but also you know make it chronological and complete but with them putting out this stuff it shows you that they do have access Hmm. to iron mountain to vault material whether it's just video clips the section that's been fully digitized and ready to go who knows Hmm. but you know they do have some access like then you can argue then why aren't they releasing albums and other unreleased stuff because this proves that they have access to material yeah but it's just not happening yeah. But yay, YouTube videos, something, something's yeah. happening. Yeah, that's really good. The only downside for them is, that, except for advertising, they don't profit from it. But the good thing is, is, you know, a generation is exposed to him and hopefully they'll go out and buy his albums or mm. listen to Prince. So in the long run, it is. It is. But great. I showed this to you about a week ago on YouTube. The full Raven to the Joy, the that whole uh, concert from the DVD is on YouTube. It's been there yeah. for years and no one's touched it. And while that's great that people can get in there and watch that whole show, that's instant revenue loss for people yeah. who aren't buying the DVD. If Look, if the estate want money, why has that been on there for years with hundreds and thousands of views when you could be selling the DVD for 10 bucks? That's that's true. It's but bizarre. Also too, well, you know what else is bizarre is um, the other week they released that... Um, Tales from the tour bus, the the, oh, yeah, the yeah. time the time version, and there's a section in that where Morris is working in the car rental place and he hears Prince on the on yep. the radio, and on the YouTube version, it's I want to be your lover, but the audio is muted, 
yeah. during that section. They can't play it. And it's like, yeah. okay, that's fair enough. You mute it because of the copyright or whatever. But then on the other hand, you've got the whole rave concert just there. It's, you know, Ridiculous. it's like if, if, if there was Web Sheriff, that'd be taken down instantly. But it's still floating around for a couple of years. How many hits did it have, the it rave one? Hundreds of thousands. Yeah. See, that's bizarre. And then, like, you've got this Tales from the Tour Bus, and they can't even play, like, a 10-second sip of I Want to Be a Lover. It's just weird. Two years ago, 219,000 views. <laughs> you know, even if this was taken down, forget about DVDs. DVDs are done anyway. Put it on YouTube for streaming. Even if you charged 99 cents, yeah, you would have made $220,000 just like that. Yeah, exactly. This was published on the 22nd of April, 2016, the day after. Yeah. And it's been there ever since. It's bizarre. But then they're going after the tiniest things. It's like three seconds of I want to be your lover in a cartoon. It's just bizarre. What did you think of that Tales of the Tour Bus? That was great. The funniest thing the-, the funniest thing was when Morris first went to audition and Prince was just like standing back in the shadows, <laughs> just like staring at him. I can see that. <laughs> yeah, it was so funny. And I'm like, yep, that happened. That definitely happened. <laughs> oh, it was I, great. I, I, I thought it was great too, but there was two things that I wasn't happy with. <laughs> what? One is the... Others in the series, there was um, George Clinton and James Brown and all that, and Rick James, they were like hour episodes Mm. or two-part episodes. Two-part, half hour, yeah. Yeah, and the time one was just half an hour. It's like... Yeah, the time must have a lot of stories. Well... They went to the trouble of interviewing them. They could have got a... Maybe there's more to come. We don't know. No, it's just... That's it. Um, Because the last one is... Um, Betty Davis. Yeah. And that's this week. But that leads me to my second point, that controversy to a food fight in Cincinnati. That is a tour bus story. Oh, like, yeah. Can you imagine? Because, I mean, everybody knows about this food fight and how um, Prince was using the umbrella to shield himself. And apparently it's like the most epic food fight in rock and roll history. <laughs> and it's like, it's just like I was watching it and it's like, where's the food fight? It was such a glaring omission. And is like that- if they did like a two-part series, that yeah. would have been a whole episode itself. It's like, oh, man, where's the food fight stuff? The thing with the Rick James one and the Time one is, you know, they're not Prince shows. I'm wondering if there's a reason that they're not doing a specific Prince show, whether they don't have permission or or nobody wanted to be involved with it from yeah. actual band members. I don't know. Mm. But I'd really like to see actual focused on him stories yeah. because, you know, there's that one where he got arrested with the megaphone on the plane. There's, like, so yeah. many good stories from yeah. way back. Uh, Which you don't want to get lost. You want all these things to be, you know, recorded and. That's right. And the Rolling Stones tour. Oh yeah. You mentioned that as a cartoon. That's hilarious. That'd be good. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, there's no shortage of stories, really. Mm. But apart from that, I I really liked it. I think it was great, and I really enjoyed the James Brown and Rick James and. Like I watched, I watched the first episode of it when it first came out, like last year or whenever it was. Mm. And I can't yeah. remember who it was about. I just remember watching like the first 10 minutes and I'm like, I didn't realise, A, that it was true stories, B, that it was like interviews with the actual people. I just yes. thought it was some weird cartoon and I'm like, because I like Mike Judge, I'm like, I'll watch it. But then I got like Maybe halfway some through. Butthead. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Who doesn't? And then I got a bit into it and I'm like, eh, I don't care. And I never watched it again. But now it's just come back again because everyone in Prince Land's talking about it because it's got some Prince stuff in it. Yeah. Anyway, change, change topic. George Clinton, slightly Prince-related, doing his Mm. final 
tour in 2019. Yeah. If he's coming your way, go and see it. Yeah. While the, in air quotes, Parliament Funkadelic, the band, obviously isn't what it used to be, uh, it's still worth to see, just to see George Clinton on stage for the last time. Because yeah. you said you haven't seen him. I've seen him probably no, I three, I think three times I've seen him. That's great. I saw him That's in 2003, great. I think. And then again, mm-hmm. like maybe 2007. And again, oh, I can't even remember. Some other time. Not that long ago, like a few years back. It was last year or something, wasn't it? Maybe. My yeah. memory's rubbish. <laughs> but oh. he, um, and when those three shows, were they very similar or were they completely different from each other? Well, similar to what we talked about before with the MPG band members, every time I saw him, there were less... Uh, like, the first time I saw him, Bernie Worrell was still there. Oh, wow. And that was that an amazing great. show. Yeah. And he was unbelievable. But then, yeah, yeah. The, over He's the three great. times I've seen him, less and less band members, more and more new people coming in, less and less originals. Yeah. As they either aren't around anymore or don't want to be around anymore. Yeah, gotcha. Still, I think it's worth it just to see George... Like, he is the funk, I don't even know the word. You can't say Godfather because that's James Brown. Yeah. But um, he's the soul, I don't know, whatever he is, go and see him. <laughs> it's worth it. Yeah. So. I mean, I guess he has to retire. His voice would be shot. It's funny. It has good and bad days. Yeah. Sometimes it's almost gone. And it's like he, very, yeah, it's very husky and rusky. And, and then yeah. other days he's like, growling and shouting like yeah. like he's 20 years younger it's just depends i guess how heavily he's touring and how many shows he's doing and how much he uses his voice sometimes it sounds really good and other times it's like oh man you should have had a day off let <laughs> let your voice recover from, so we can hear you yeah but go and see george it's the last time yeah. so that's it 2018 it's done Bang. oh you know what we had big anniversaries this year classic prince album for you 40 years wow 78 that came out and Love Sexy, 30 years. Oh, 30 classy. years old. Well, see, where's the remaster of that with all the, the second disc of uh, alternate versions and um, B-sides uh, and remixes oh, man. and outtakes? See, where's the line? Where's that all get, that good stuff? That gets me going. That's see, what that's, you want. that's something that's already released that I would buy. A one remaster because of, of the, that would be amazing. Yeah, for two reasons. One, the sound quality, if they remaster it. And two, if they add extra content, yep. like, I'm happy. That's all they need to do. Like, sometimes it doesn't need to be much. Like It doesn't need to be much. It just needs to be the right thing. Correct, yes. They haven't figured but it I, out I yet. But I think they should, just, they should just consult the community a little bit more. Yeah, it seems just, like, like there's been zero of that. Like, it doesn't even have to be peach and black. You know, if, <laughs> but it can just be. As long as it can be. But, like, you know, if they get someone like Questlove, just for example... And just say, like, hey, this is what we're thinking of doing. Like, what, what are your thoughts on it? You know, he might just say, yeah, that's, that's good. Or, or, you know, I wouldn't do this, but do that instead. I wouldn't do this you know, since just, most people have heard that. Oh, yeah. okay. Thanks for letting us know. Yeah. Just, just that. The most the basic thing. of consultation could make yeah. so many people happy as opposed to the opposite, like just pissing off so many people every that's single right. decision. That's right. And, and to me, it's just one extra step. And I think every time they do something... Yeah, exactly. Just get on Twitter. It's not hard. Yeah. Every time they do something, that they just don't take that one more step. And that's why I get so frustrated. Because it's like, if you just take that one more step, it could be so much different and so much better. Is that continuing the Prince legacy? Is that the ego? It's like, I'm not going to... What is it? I'm not going to give you what you want. I'm going to give you what you need. Is that the... Was that the line? That's the line, but like I Prince, don't know Prince, if I need... Prince never put it out and he's like, oh, do you think I should do this? It's like, no, 
I know best. That's the attitude. I'm going to put yeah. out what I want to put out. I don't care what you want. That's the same attitude that's still there that I can see. It's like they think they know they're doing the, the best thing. It is the attitude. Yeah, you're right. It's the same attitude, but it's not the same wishes. Well, it's coming from a bank, isn't it? So you can guess what their motivation is. Yeah. That's, that doesn't help. But like I said, like I said with piano microphone, like, you know, either they knew that it was a circulating bootleg or they didn't. And my argument is, well, if you know it's a bootleg. Why are you wasting your time? Yeah. And if when you, you didn't could choose know, a like, rehearsal from a week later, which no one's heard, yeah. what's the difference? Or if you didn't know it was circulating, why don't you just take that one step and ask? Like, yep. that's the thing that it's like, ah, oh, it's so frustrating, you know. Like you said, like piano and mic, that's great. Like release it, but don't make it the first release. Yeah, make it. I, I I said in that fiftieth release in that review. I said yeah, that should be like four years down the track. Yeah, you know, on a three releases a year schedule, and then we'd be like, oh, we've heard this, but yeah, not bad for four years into the into it. Yeah, but you don't make that the most underwhelming first release ever. <laughs> oh, I'm cautiously looking forward to what they've got for 2019. So. It'll be interesting to see how the estate sort of balances its schedule with this title release because yeah. they're not going to want to put it out near the same time. Actually, can we Google that? Because I want to. I want to know. I I'm thinking in the back of my mind it's February. I'll say another anniversary. Crystal Ball, The Truth, Kama Sutra, and New Power Soul. They're all twenty years old. Technically, NPG album, the third, but whatever. 1998. Okay, I have found a Rolling Stone article from May 2018. Yeah. It says, Title and Prince Estate announced Friday that after a lengthy legal battle, the streaming service will debut a new and unreleased Prince album due out in 2019. The album will feature a collection of previously unreleased music from Prince's legendary vault. Wow. No date. Title, title will stream exclusively for 14 days as well as make an LP available for download a week after. After that period, the Prince Estate will handle the global physical release of the collection. Okay. So it's like a title exclusive and then it gets released. See, that's, that's sort of to keep title happy because the estate was arguing before that they didn't have rights to certain things. It looks like they've made a deal and said, okay, we'll let you have this exclusive if you just calm down and nobody yeah. needs to get sued. <laughs> Allegedly. Yeah. Yeah, there's so, been some deal done, obviously, to let them have it yeah, after their previous issues, but no date yeah. listed for the release. Just says next year. It just says 2019. See, there's another article that says the exclusive period is 90 days. Ooh. The other one said two weeks. Interesting. Troy Carter, the estate's entertainment advisor, said in a statement, I'm very pleased this is resolved and we get to honour the relationship between Prince and Title with this album. And then 10 years old, the Indigo Nights. CD and the book and Peach and Black podcast. Peach and Black podcast in 2019. Yes, get ready for that. Something will be happening. I know that. We yeah. might have a party and drink a beverage. Who knows? So that's it. That's the end. That that's is it. it. That's Thank it. you for having me. Unless you got any other great news? No, I don't have news. <laughs> I don't have news. Oh well, go and see George Clinton. Yeah. Uh, if the estate release unreleased music, go and buy it. If they release already released music, just don't buy it. That's what I say. <laughs> and if Netflix decide to release something, go watch it. We just don't have dates yet. No dates. We can't give people what they want. That's the that's the motto these days. 
Okay. The end. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Here's some theme music. One, two, three, four.